we are back with another episode of the Slash Line Pod, brought to you by myself, Tanner, Sammy, Petey, and LJ. All right, we're back with the second installment of our top ten list. Uh, we're going to be going over left field, center field, right field, starting pitchers, and relief pitchers to end our top ten list. First off, we're going to be going to left field for 2019. Sammy, give me a player you're looking forward to in your top ten. I'm looking forward to seeing the 247 man, Chris Davis. No, ladies and gentlemen, not Chris Crush Shitty Davis of the Baltimore Oreos. I'm talking about Chris Davis. <laughs> the Baltimore Oreos. <laughs> I'm talking about Chris Davis of the Oakland Athletics. The Baltimore Double Stuffed Dude, this Oreos. Man, this man hit 48 home runs last year. We'll give you a quick slash line here. 247, OBP of 326. Apparently he doesn't walk ever. And a slugging percentage of 549 with an OPS of 874. Keep in mind, folks, he did play in the Coliseum for half of his games. So, okay. So we're putting him in left field even though he plays DH. Yes. He plays DH. He, shut up. He's a DH. Just shut up. (laughs) So he doesn't get any of the defensive numbers to help. Yeah, that's not going to bolster his case at all. No, but he, he's a solid-ass player. But if you hit 48 home runs, does it really matter if you don't? No. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, like, for technical purposes, we have to yeah, play in the that. field. He, he came in eighth in MVP voting this year, so he's just, just a very solid player. I think I have him at five. No, I have him at six on my list. So. He's just a consistently good player. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Who are you looking which, out for? Which is weird because he hits 247. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, The player I'm looking forward to watching is Andrew Benintendo. Benintendi last year hit 290, uh, uh, OBP of 366, slugged 465, had an OPS of 830, um, 16 home runs, 103 runs, 21 bags stolen. Um, yeah, I just think Benintendi's just going to keep improving on his consistent hitting numbers. He plays at a pretty good left field, especially dealing with the monster in yeah. Fenway. He's only, what, 24? Uh, yes, he will be entering his age 24 season. Oh, goodness. They are projecting him to slash 279, 357, 444, 801. So yeah, slight slight regression from last year, but... These projections are always a little Yeah, cautious, projections so, are, yeah. yeah. You just want to take that with a grain of salt, but... He's just going to keep getting better. And he's yeah, very... He's, he's good defensively already. Very good defensively. He's just... He's the hitter no one talks about in that Red Sox lineup because you have Mookie, you have so JD. He seems underrated yeah, for some reason. Just nobody, was, nobody talked about him last year because Mookie had such an incredible year and JD was having an incredible year. So He's got to be learning something from those guys too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and JD's uh, he's just another hitting coach for that team. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Ben Benintendi continue to grow and just get better each year. Yeah, for myself at left field, I'm looking at Juan Soto. He had a, a very good rookie season. When I say very good, he had a 406 on base. A 406 on base is a 19-year-old. That is absurd. 517 slugging. Pretty good. I mean, what, he played 116 games. That is just an unreal stat line. Um, he's not the greatest defensive player. I mean... What, he had negative three defensive runs saved. Um, he's an okay base runner, but I think his hitting is really what's going to put him over the top. They're projecting him, what is it, age 20 season, a 393 on base and a 517 slugging. Jeez. I mean, come on. I think with another year like that, I think he can move up to the number one spot in left fielders, honestly. Looking at his 
his uh, minor league numbers too at the ages of 17, 18, and 19. Oh my God, he slugged like nine, or uh, he had an OPS of 940 those years, and he barely played any games in the minors. His uh, his walk rate last year of 16% was one of the highest in the game. He doesn't swing and miss as many pitches. He doesn't chase pitches out of the zone. I think he could honestly be the best left fielder in baseball after this year. I think that's part of the reason why they don't, why they just are fine with letting Harper go. Exactly. Too. He yeah. pretty much replaces him in the lineup. Yeah. yeah I mean, he really does. I mean, you're going to lose some slugging, but I mean, you're I mean, not losing that much. But he's also, he's 19, so like. Soto doesn't have that first to third ability like Harper does. That's true. But, um, Fuck you, Gerke. I think something to note about the defensive numbers, what I've heard is that, like, like it's a if it's a small sample size, you really can't judge somebody. Exactly, it was, it was 116 off. games. Right, so we don't we don't we don't we don't exactly know what we're getting from him defensively yet. So he could, for all we know, he could be like an average defensive player, which means that he is, his offense is gonna absolutely carry him. Yeah, he's projected four and a half WAR this year. Yeah, Jeez. 20 20 year old. I mean, it's, oh my God. he's Griffey Junior Junior. Yeah. All right, Petey, who, who's your one guy you're looking at? This so year? I'm gonna I'm gonna counter your Juan Soto with Ronald Acuna. Um, the rookie of the year this past year. I mean, in 111 games last year, 26 home runs, 16 stolen bases, slash 293, 366, 552, 918, 143 weighted runs created. Jeez. Pretty good base runner, 3.7 war last year. Um, I mean... There's not much that I don't like about his game. He strikes out a little bit. He doesn't walk that much, but like, he's gonna be a star. And I think he's right there with. I think him and Soto are gonna be at the top of left field for a long time. He's 21. He just turned 21. Um, so I mean, I think he's gonna be at the top of this left field list for a long time, and I think he's gonna have a really, really good year, an even better year than he did last year for the pace that he was at. I mean, he only had he only had 487 at bats last year. Um, or plate appearances, I guess. So, you know, I think with a full season, if he's, if he's healthy, I know he had some injuries last year. Um, I think if he stays healthy, I think he's going to put together a very, very good season up there with Juan Soto. I agree with you. The only thing that, that worries me for a little bit more progression from him than Soto is his uh, – he, he chases the ball out of the zone a little bit more. But I agree with you. I think Acuna's going to have an amazing career. I just – I wouldn't be surprised if he has a little bit of regression this year and then he bounces back next year with just an unreal year. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he'll have a little bit of trouble. His his strikeout percentage was 25 last year, mm-hmm. so I mean he strikes out a fair amount. Um, but I mean, as he matures and kind of grows older, he'll kind of, you know, we'll kind of see what kind of hitter he's going to be throughout his whole career. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised if they're one and two on this list next year. Honestly. Right. No, absolutely. And going forward, I think they're I think they're going to be at the top of this list for uh, multiple years for the next you know decade or so. All right, Sammy, give me a player that you're looking for that's not on your list now but could jump into it after this year. So I have Kyle Schrober of the Chicago Cubs, who what people may think – I don't know what the hell I just tried to say there. But um, people think he's a pretty crappy left fielder, and he kind of proved some people wrong last year because he put up some decent defensive numbers. He, I think he shed like twenty five pounds or so. I don't know. I, was correct, he, was he down three ten now? 
<laughs> I mean, just looking at his defensive run saved, it was negative nine in 2017, and it was plus, it was positive two in 2018 last year. So yeah, that's a he, pretty big difference. I, he, it's going to be tough to shake the stigma of like being a crappy that, defensive outfitter because he just doesn't look that good. That but point. he's got a very plus arm, and he's got a he he, he does have a very he, and good he arm. seems to throw runners out. Almost every I time think that's why his defensive run save was actually positive because he actually threw a bunch of. I don't think out. anybody is going to get that Met series out of their head. In right, exactly, including me. That was is that one he slipped and fell in the outfield. That was just a brute. Or was he, that a regular he, season? He game? couldn't catch a cold. Yeah. No, he I know really, he really struggled. Well, there was a, I'm pretty sure there was a game where he like slipped and fell and. No, he did. He did. Okay, he overran it, tried to turn back. Okay, and yeah. So I have him just outside the top ten, but I think he could for sure crack the top ten. By the end of the 2019 season, because he's just got such a big bat and he just gets on base a crap load. I think Madden kind of assumed that he was going to be ready to, for that leadoff spot. I, I don't think I think that kind of hurt him. So I think he'll have a good year this year and he could crack the top ten. All right, Tanner, who are you looking to to jump on your list? Yeah, somebody who's not on my list is Marcelo Zuna and. Um... Going back to his 2017 season, I mean, he his slash line was 312, 376, 548 with a 924 OPS. I mean, that is just that's that's hitting the shit out of the ball. Um, 37 home runs, 124 RBIs. No, I think Marcelo is going to have a bounce back year. I don't think he'll be quite up to the 2017 season that he had, but he'll be pretty close to that, and I think he could crack the top 10 list. Yeah, that was a pretty unreal 2017 year for him. But I think last year, too, he still had a very good hard hit percentage. It just seemed like a lot of balls either weren't falling his way or or just getting in there. But he had a, he was hitting the ball very hard last year still. Yeah, I mean, after a slow start, he felt, still finished with 23 home runs, 88 RBIs. 280, 325, 433, 758 OPS. So, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was yeah. so just, he, just above average. He was the guy I kept off my list, too, but I would not be surprised to see him come into the list. Oh, really? I, yeah. I have him at um, 8, so I think he's still a top 10 left dealer, but I could, yeah, I could see you leaving him out for sure. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's good defender. He's got, what, one? He's got a goal. He got the gold glove two years ago in that 2017 season. Um,. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't make a lot of errors. He had 10 assists in 2017. He had six last year, so, I mean. It definitely could have just been, like, a getting used to the yeah, just type yeah. of thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Marcelo Zuna coming back in that top Peter? 10. Yeah, so someone I think can kind of crack in that top 10 is Eddie Rosario with the Twins. Um, 27 years old right now. Um, he'll be he'll be 28 around the end of the year. Um so I mean he's still he's he's not that old. Really good base runner, first of all. That's the thing that kinda of pops off the pops off the page to me. Um his base running above average was seven point seven last year, which includes stolen bases and caught stealing. So he's really good on the bases. Um hit twenty four home runs last year in hundred and thirty eight games, five hundred and ninety two plate appearances. Um he doesn't he doesn't walk a lot at all, hardly ever. Um so that kinda of hurts him a little bit. His weighted on base was three forty. To hit 288, 479 slugging. Um, so he had a good he had a good year last year. I think he I think he's gonna build on that this year um, with the Twins. Now that he's getting everyday playing time. You know, before 2017, he really didn't get very much time. He was kind of bouncing back and forth between the minors and whatnot. So um, I think coming off a good year last year, I think he's gonna build on that and that Twins lineup. And I think he'll have a pretty good year and have a chance to um, have a chance to crack that top ten. He's not that good of a defender, but I think he could get in. 
All right, so let's switch over to maybe a guy that we have on our list that could drop off after this year. Um, I'll start. I have Justin Upton, number 10 on my list for 2019. Um, two, yeah, two years ago, 2017, he had a pretty unreal season, 361 on base and a 540 slugging. Last year, dipped down to 344 on base and a 463 slugging. He's not terribly old. He's going to be 31 this year. Um, you can see his slugging kind of start to cl- start to decline, which has kind of been a calling card of his career. So he's one guy. His, his defense hasn't been always that great. He's still got a good arm, but he's starting to get up there in age, and I, I could see him falling off my list next year. Yeah, so going off of that, I have Michael Conforto as my 10th spot for left fielders, but I could see him... I could see him falling off between like the 11 to 15 range, ending up somewhere around there, just because he hasn't. He, he was a first round pick, and he's kind of supposed to be this heavy hitting slugger, corner outfield position, which he did have a really good 2017 year, but he followed up with a kind of with a sort of pedestrian 2018 year. So I still think he's a really good. I still think he's a really good player, and he definitely can be. He can reach his ceiling. Which which year was his rookie year? His rookie year is 2015, which he had a good year. Okay, that's what I thought. I, like his slash line in 2017 was he, this was the year he was an all star. He was, um, it was 20. He batted 279 with an OBP of 384, and he slugged 555. Yeah, which is really good for an OPS of 939. He only played in 109 games yeah. last year. He last year was the first time he played like a full season. And he had uh, an OPS of 797, which is still good. Yeah. But he's a corner outfielder, so you, you kind of want him to hit for a little bit more power. Yeah, that's the one thing I see with him. I think he's been kind of nagged by injuries his whole career. So if he can maybe stay healthy and get a full season of health under him, he might be able to put up some good numbers. I don't know how much those are affecting him, if they were or not, but that, that could be one of the reasons that he hasn't lived up to his full potential. And it's really, like, he's a... He's a good enough hitter. He's always going to hit the ball, but you worry about his defense. So, we'll see. But that's one guy I'm looking out for to possibly get out of the top ten. All right, Tanner, who do you see maybe falling off? Yeah, one guy I got falling off is Tommy Pham. I had Tommy Pham at number seven on my list. Um, I mean, when he got traded to the Rays, he, in 39 games... Slashed 343, 448, 622 with an OPS of 1071. Well, that was pretty similar to his 2017 year, right? Yes, his, t- his 2017 year slashed 306, 411, 520 with a 931 OPS. And I I don't know, he's going into his age 31 season. Um, I just don't think that he's going to even come close to sustaining that 39-game stretch that he had with the Rays. I mean... 143 at-bats, 7 doubles, 6 triples, 7 home runs, 22 RBIs, 25 walks. I I just do, I just do not think he's going to even come close to that for a full season, especially guys, in that stacked American League East. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Did he not have eye issues with the Cardinals last year before he was traded? I don't, I, know, I, honestly, I don't know if it was last year, but I know at one point he did have either some eye yeah. or migraine or some he, kind of At thing. one point he was dealing with something. With That's actually kind of a big deal. It is. <laughs> he was. And I don't know if it got but, fixed or what it was. But, but it must have gotten but fixed. But the thing because... is, okay, what was even the trade that the Cardinals made f- to get rid of him? Because think... the Car- 
the Cardinals are a very smart organization. They wouldn't let a guy like that go who who had an OPS over 900 just walk out the door. Well, also, they were talking about long-term extension, and I heard that they weren't close at all. So right, I, mean, I, I think it was kind of mutual. I don't know if he wanted to be there anymore. I think he didn't. I don't. I think he saw it as they didn't see him as part of the. I think yeah. I think that's what it was. Long term plan, and yeah. he was kind of upset by that. Do you think they wanted um, to make room for Bader? I that could be something, but I, yeah, I just, I just don't think. I don't think Tommy Pham took Cardinals move. I don't think he took the them not seeing him as a long term plan too well. I mean the. I, I think after the big year he had, he was kind of sure Expecting, that they were going to offer an extension to right. him. And when they weren't really where he thought they would be, he was kind of taken back by it. The trade was Tommy Pham and international bonus pool money in exchange for outfielder Justin Williams, who was the Rays' number 14 prospect, left-hander Genesis Cabrera, number 25, and a right-hander Roel Ramirez. Wow, okay. So, yeah, they, so it really wasn't that much. They, they kind of wanted to ship him out. And I found – so he did. He had eye surgery in 2011. It says vision-saving surgery in this one headline right here to, to help prevent any further eye erosion. And it was. That's what came up last year. He was battling vision issues with the Cardinals at the beginning of the year. So if those got cleared up, I mean, and that's kind of... And that's probably why they weren't set on an extension with him either. Because like, they, yeah, like they figured if he's going to... I mean, if this could come back, they don't want to commit long-term money to him if it's going to be something that he can't help and it's going to come back. The race could have gotten a steal, though, if it is fixed. Right. right. If he's going to put up... Some good ass numbers. But like if that. you're the Rays, why not take a chance on it? Exactly. In fact, for getting up that much, that wasn't that much to get. Exactly. Like, yeah. why not? Why not take the chance that he's gonna be fine and he's just gonna rake for you? But yes, Tommy Pham is one guy that I I think is gonna fall out of the top ten. I don't think he's gonna like drop drastically. I think he might be like twelfth, ten to twelve. But I just don't think I have meant seven. I just don't. I don't think he'll be a top seven left fielder in baseball. Uh, Peter. So someone that I could see dropping out. Um, to kind of counter Sammy a little bit is Chris Davis. Oh, I mean, two forty-seven. Yeah, the home runs are there. All that's there. He's thirty-one. So I mean, as a DH, he can obviously play for a long time. But I don't know. I just think you know, with with a couple guys maybe coming forward a little bit, um, moving up. I think he's one guy that can maybe see a little bit of regression. Because I mean, if he doesn't hit two forty-seven, I mean, what's he gonna hit? I I believe two forty-eight after this year too, right? I think he, he is. is getting close to free agency. So, I, I think check. this might be his last year, and we can kind of see. Yeah, if he, that's he's, gonna, this is last year at ten and a half million. We'll see so, if that affects him too, changing teams or maybe staying. Right, I I kind of see him being a guy that could maybe fall out. I mean, he hit contract four, year. He hit that's four, true. that too. He's hit over forty home runs the last hey. three years. <laughs> maybe so, maybe he'll hit two seventy four and not two forty seven. I mean, yeah, he not, could move to a better ballpark, maybe and hit even better. You never maybe know. Maybe a, maybe a Coors true. Field. His walk rate dipped this past year from the year before. Um, he, well, he doesn't. He just really doesn't. Walk he doesn't walk that much to begin with. His strikeouts. <laughs> he he cut down his strikeouts a little bit. I don't know. I just. I just think there's some guys maybe coming up that could that could overtake him as you know, since he's mainly a DH. He doesn't really play much outfield. Um, so is he really going to be considered a left fielder at that right, point? Right. Um, and I just think you know it's hard to keep hitting over 40 home runs every year, and. He's hit 247 four years ago. Oh, he's only he's only 31. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, as a DH, his career is going to get extended. Right. So, I don't know. But as a left fielder, I think maybe he falls out. He's a horrible base runner, too. So, I don't know. All right. Okay. I think, well, I already mentioned Justin Upton. I think that's, if anyone else has anything else to say about left fielders, we'll wrap it up here. Are we all good? Yeah, they were good. Did we all have 
JD, even though he's technically a DH, do we all have him at one? Yes. I did, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I had him at number one. He's a DH, but if he were to play a position, it'd probably be left field. Okay, so that's where he played maybe. Maybe. I, don't, I don't think it would, honestly. So, if, I mean, maybe not so, the Red Sox because they have yeah. so many guys, but. Okay, yeah, we can move on then. All right, we'll move on to the top 10 center fielders list. I think we all agree we have Mike Trout here at number one, but Sammy, give me someone else you're looking at in 2019 at the center field position. Okay, so I'm looking at Jackie Bradley Jr. of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, this dude's got a cannon and has always been very, very good defensively. That's not what we're worried about. It's the hitting that has been the question mark for him. And in 2019, I'm hoping to see him have a little bit more consistency at the plate to where he can crack the top 10. And it, this isn't a position where it's completely... Vital to be an amazing hitter. Well, that, and it's it's not a position where it's, like, super deep to where it's hard to crack a top 10. Right. Where, like, third base is kind of stacked, but, like, center field is definitely a position where if you hit a little bit and, you're, and the defense is already there, you're, you can definitely make a case. You're sniffing Trout's cleats. Okay. <laughs> you can definitely make a case for yourself is what I'm saying. You can hold Trout's jockstrap. Yeah, possibly. If he lets you. <laughs> but but only if he lets you. Yeah, so you're looking at JBJ? Yep. Uh, I'm looking at another guy who's got an absolute cannon of an arm, Got and him. that's Aaron Hicks with the New York Yankees. He does. This guy has a cannon, and he hits the shit out of the ball. Um, Aaron Hicks, last year, slash line 248, 366, 467. That's good for an 833 OPS. Uh, 27 home runs. Switch hitters, so that's always a plus. Um, I I just really like watching this guy play, even though he is on the Yankees and always seems to fare really well against the Red Sox. He has a, an okay strikeout-to-walk ratio, 111 strikeouts to 90 walks last year. Um, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, 79 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. I'm kind of surprised that he doesn't have more stolen bases, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to watching this guy play. He, I think, I think the average will climb a little bit. Similar, well, he only played 88 games in 2017. He had 266, but he hasn't really been a good career hitter. He, yeah, well, see, last year, two, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think last year was his first breakout year. Yeah, it was. And I think he was a top pick. It, too. it was also. I think he was kind of a first. I think he was a first round pick, he, and he was supposed to be. He was the drafted. Dude. He, was, he was drafted by the Twins, 14th overall in 2008. Yeah, he was supposed to be the dude. And. Yeah, like like you had mentioned, he it only eclipsed 100 games played in one other year, yeah. and that was in 2016. So I think this guy gets another full season under his belt. We're going to see major strides from Aaron Hicks. All right, one guy I kind of looked at for 2019 is George Springer. He had a bit of a down year last year. If I'm correct, he was injured for part of it, which he's kind of been battling a lot in his career. But a slash line of 346 and 434 slugging. Down from his previous year, he had a free higher 522 slugging. Um, only 22 home runs. He's not the greatest defensive center fielder, but, I mean, he'll get the job done for you. He's not really a burner, but he's just he's a guy that's going to hit for you in center field. So he's maybe a little bit off the, off the usual good defensive player. But, I mean... 29 home runs, 34 home runs, and 22 home runs. That's that's a pretty good amount for your center fielder. Hopefully he bounces back this year, and I think he can have a, he can have a big year um, like he's used to having in the power department. 
he'll give you what you need in the on-base department, and he'll play a an average to maybe a little bit above average center fielder. So I think he can uh, he give the Astros another big year, and I believe maybe not his contract year. He's got two more years left at age of 29, so he's still not that old. And uh, Petey, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I'm looking at Lorenzo Cain. I've got him ranked second on my top ten of center fielders. Um, and honestly, he he's just established himself as he's just one of the best. He's one of the best players in the game. Honestly, um, he doesn't walk that much, but he also doesn't really strike out. So he, he puts the ball in play all the time. Um, last year he slashed three hundred eight, three ninety five, four seventeen. His OPS was over eight hundred. His weighted on base was three fifty nine. I mean, one hundred twenty four runs runs created plus. He had the best base running season of his career last year, 6.4. Um, 5.7 war player last year. And I, he, you just know what you're getting out of Lorenzo Cain. He's going to play gold glove center field. He's going to hit the shit out of the ball. He's going to get on base a lot. Um, he, doesn't hit for that many, he doesn't hit for that much power. He doesn't hit that many home runs. Um, but he's always driving in runs. He steals bags for you. He stole 30 bases last year. Um, Does he have a decent amount of doubles? Um... Yes, I mean last year he had twenty five, so I mean you just you just know what you're getting out of him. He's yeah, gonna, he had a mash. He had a solid year. He's gonna yeah, always many, be on base. How many points does he get deducted for playing for the shitty Milwaukee Brewers? He gets a few points deducted, um, <laughs> playing at Wrigley North, being a second class organization of the Cubs. Um, I don't give a shit if they won the division last year. Yeah, so didn't they win the division? But, uh, not they the got lucky. Yeah, but no, we're doing the but no honestly, but I'm looking at him. He's He's one of my favorite players to watch just because he, he's kind, he kind of does it unorthodoxly. He kind of has a weird swing, but he just gets it done every year. Yeah. I Did they even – what was that deal that they got for him? Five years, $80 million. Okay. And they, that's well, not well, terrible, they, though. Well, they that's, pretty, that's a pretty good deal. That's less than they got for well, first, Fowler. First they drafted him. <laughs> Didn't Fowler get 88? Or, uh, oh, no, the Cardinals got Fowler. But, like, that's less than what Fowler got. Oh. Which, I mean, five more, but still, yeah, he's still more. If I'm not mistaken... No, 82, actually. Sorry. I thought it was 90. I believe it was 82. Well, regardless, 82. It's, yeah. he's not panned out. No. If I'm not mistaken, they traded Lorenzo Cain for Zach Greinke. Yeah, he was in that deal. And then they ended up just getting... Oh, really? Yeah, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I believe it was Alcides Escobar, How Lorenzo long ago Cain. Was... They were both in that deal, I believe. Yeah. I think you're right. But we're going to move on, actually, to guys that we think can jump on to this list maybe next year. Okay, so I actually already talked about a guy that I think can jump on the list, but I'm going to talk about my guy to look out for this year, and that's my Harris, child. Harrison Darth Bader of the oh St. Louis Cardinals. You just ruined him with that dog shit. Darth this, is, this is just a classic. You don't have him on there already? This is no, he is on there. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, I, I, Jaden Jay's. He, he the guy, did Jackie as the guy who's yeah. gonna jump on. Bader, he didn't, he didn't go in order. At number seven on the list. Ah, okay. So okay. I, I think. I have a, I have a seven too. This is a, okay. So he had a hundred hits last year. He played in hundred thirty-eight games with a slash of two sixty-four, three thirty-four, four twenty-two, with an OPS of seven fifty-six. But he plays. But he plays a really good center field. So he's he's, fat, he's fast as shit. He's yeah. fast as shit. Covers a lot of ground. He. He stole 15 bags, not bad. But he, he's he's your typical speedy center fielder who's gonna get on get on base and he's gonna be a decent hitter. It's kind of like what it's almost like what the Twins want Buxton to be, but he's he's not like quite on the defensive level as Buxton, but he's just a really solid player. I mean, and he's he, only 24. 
From take, him, if you give me a 345 on base and like a 415 slugging, I'll take that every day of the week. Exactly. And like that, that's all he's got to get to. Right. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what he does in his 25 season, his age 25 season. Yeah. One of the guys I'm looking at this year, who this is kind of a stretch to get on the list, is uh, Manuel Margot. He has just not put up any of the offensive numbers that you would hope for from him. Um, the past few years, though, eight defensive runs saved in 2017 and nine defensive runs in 2018. So he's a really, really good defensive outfielder. He hasn't really put all that speed together on the bases yet. Um, yeah, that's a really confusing thing to look at. Hopefully he can figure out how to go from first to second without getting thrown out. But uh, he, he just does not walk a lot. One really encouraging thing, though, that I found is his... His hard hit percentage went up from 25% in 2017 to 39, which is above average here in 2018. So if he can kind of stay on that path, balls are going to start falling for him. And he's kind of similar to a guy like Harrison Bader where he's going to play amazing defense, give you a lot of speed, and all you need to get is like a, you're hoping for a 330-plus on base and maybe a 400 slugging, and that's a really good player for you. Especially with my Padres prediction, I kind of... You need him to pan out. Yeah, I need Marco to actually be what he's supposed to be. Winning the NL West? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, PD, who do you got? Uh, Breaking out of the scene for center, I had Victor Robles for the Nationals. Ooh, baby. Um, 21 years old. His, His prospecting grades... Coming, you know, coming out of the scene with the well, Nationals. Well, grades are stupid, so I don't know why people get him anyway. His, his hit was a 60. Whoa, whoa, why, why? Why did they give him that? We had, They never saw him play. Power. Petey. Power 50. They never saw him 70, play. Field 70, throw 70. What was his uh, total value? 65. Holy shit. <laughs> he is a yeah, stud. He's supposed to be an amazing center fielder. 65? This guy is a stud. He's a cannon. He came up He came up last year, um, played in 21 games, hit 288, 348, 525. Didn't he hit, he hit the shit out of the ball in those games? 131 too. runs created plus in those, 30, in those 21 games. Um, yeah, he's... He's going to be an absolute monster. PD, That's why rookie he's going to steal pick. bases. He's going to hit the shit rookie of the, of the year pick. PD, he I wanna, I wanna he doesn't you, walk and he strikes out a lot. I want to give you a scary a scary stat, and I just want you to, to give me your thoughts on it. So the MLB has logged 777 hitters with 50 or more batted balls in play over the past four seasons. Of those 777, Robles ranks 733rd in average exit velocity. Is that any cause for con- for concern. No, it's no, not. it's not. He's 21, first of all. Second of all, he didn't have that many at bats. Yeah, he had, it was very, he very had, small sample size. He had 66 plate percent. appearances last year, so no, yeah, I what don't do we... give a shit about that number, LJ. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to say. LJ, Jose Altuve's average exit velocity is like 86 miles an hour. It's and not he, that high. He's like. He's what an MVP. He the, yeah, MVP. the MLB average exit velocity is like, I, I, what, I think like it's 85? Gonna be a good player. I just wanted to see if you I think it's, no, I, think I, don't, I don't think it's 87. I don't think it's a cost concern for the Nationals at all. I think, I don't even think they, they probably don't even know about that number, honestly. No, they don't. They, they, don't pro- they, they probably don't wouldn't about. care, even if they did. Yeah. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll be in the top 10 by midseason. That's, yeah, it's, um, and def absolutely by next year. I think he's number fourth, or Number four. Number four in MLB pipelines. For outfielders? Top 100 prospects. Probably for 100, yeah. Oh, no, no, probably for overall. Yeah, he's yeah. up there. I think he's, yeah. He's somewhere one or two. I think he's, I think he's top prospects. five. He'll be their starting center fielder. Yeah, I mean, they're hoping for him as another piece that can help replace Harper for this year. Right, and so. if you have Soto and him in the outfield, I mean, your outfield's going to... They have Eaton, too. I mean, their outfield's <laughs> looking good. Wait. So. 
Wait, isn't Eden gonna play center? No, I mean, play right. You can Robo's make. Be in center. They should put this kid in center. Yeah. Robo, oh, so, Robo, so no, play no, center. Soto in left. He can Robo cover center down. and Eden in right. I don't know if you guys have watched any <laughs> That's of. That's a lie. No, yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched any of Robles's like videos. It, it's jaw dropping. He can fly, and they brought him up. They brought him up uh, a couple years ago in the playoffs to run. A couple years ago? Well, I guess this lie. Yeah, in 2017. Oh, it was, oh, it's like a pinch. I guess the Cubs. When he yeah. was 16. And he got picked off. Hendricks picked him off. I know that. Yeah, the professor. But no, they brought him up to run during the series, and he just flies. All right. Um, Tanner, let's let's yeah. go over to you. Who do you got jumping in? Yeah, I'm on the same train with uh, Sammy. I think Jackie will jump into that top ten. Um, even though I had Jackie at number nine, I think he's going to move up the ranks. It's you, you know what you're going to get in center field. Good base runner. He covers a lot of ground. Got that cannon of an arm. You just need him to figure out how to hit consistently. And I think that's where J.D. Martinez steps in. I think Jackie will be able to feed off of anything and everything J.D. says. Um, the, the Red Sox just need – they just need Jackie to pick it up so they can just keep covering up their dog shit hitting catchers. And I think Jackie – I think this is the year we see a full all-around player in Jackie Bradley Jr. All right, so I'm actually – Gonna go the opposite way on you. I'm gonna take Jackie as my. I have him as my tenth center fielder right now, and I'm gonna say he's one of the guys that could drop off next year. I loved his hard hit rate last year, 41 percent, well above average. His walk rate though, his it's decreased the past four years. He, he does he does swing in a lot of pitches. 10, out of 6, his 9, 9, 8, 9, 8, 6. I don't really know what that's about. His K per, percentage has gone up every year too since then. So well, I. I it went from 27 to 22.5 to 22.9, 25.6. I I still think it's there. I just think it. He is a cat. He's a. He's one of the guys that could jump off this list with just continued performance of not having good offense whatsoever. So. Okay, so I'm gonna, kind of back Tanner here. Something to note about Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, if he gets off to a decent start, I think he'll have a really good year. Because his his, fir- his first half OPS was 642. Terrible. His second half OPS was 827. Yeah, he, he it's, yeah he, it's he, all about his he, start. He, he slugged 487 in the second half. Which, okay, I think you might be onto something with the hard hit percentage because his K percentage and his walk, his K percentage was higher in the second half than it was in the first half. Yeah. Which I don't really I, know. He how just that swings. Sense. He just swings at way too many balls, and they're like his his weak point is the curveball down and in. If the ball bounces his way, I think he could have a decent. Yeah. I mean, I there. think all the tools are there for him. I'm just I'm gonna go with the idea that he's gonna continue declining for some reason in his prime years, and then he's gonna jump well, up by the Which is understandable. When he hits home runs, when he runs into home runs, he, he doesn't the miss. Shit he doesn't miss them. Like like those home run, the swings on his home runs. It's it's weird because. Um, I'm not sure why it's not as consistent, but the swings he takes on his home runs and like his good pieces, and then the swings he takes on like his not so good at bats, like you can tell there's like a pretty decent difference. Yeah. He's such a polarizing player. It's really he has his, he's not consistent just, enough. Yeah, his yeah, home really... runs that got him that ALCS MVP were fucking moon bombs. <laughs> Those balls he hit against the Astros might still be in the air. Alright, so, so let's move on from Jackie. Sammy, is there anyone you see that could uh, fall off our list here? Or your list? Um, so I'm looking at a guy like 
AJ Pollock. I think we a couple of us have him possibly falling off. Yeah, that's who I was going to say too. Just because he... I don't know. We don't really know how much he's going to be playing. He, he hasn't played a full season since Pro- 2015. Well, well, yeah, the injuries too. But like, I'm but ter- just the, in terms the, the of how, depth- much, how much they want right, to actually yeah. play... Also, the in depth Los Angeles, I don't really know like if he's gonna have the I think they're playing yeah, bats necessarily to to I mean, be in the top limit ten. It to right, hope he doesn't that's get what I'm saying. Like even if he doesn't get injured, he might not even have the yeah, bats to get into the top ten. I think in an ideal world, they want him to start every day he can in center right. field. But they do have a lot of flexibility with their roster that they can like do. You can throw Bellinger there one day. You can throw Kiki Hernandez when they're right. Chris it's, Taylor, Josh Peterson. They have so many. Options. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It seems like every year I, I I say to myself, okay, this is probably the year where AJ Pollock has 700 plate appearances, 600 plate appearances, and puts together a full season. And oh just, no, it's, the, it's uh, like the match pitching staff. He, he broke his hand uh, sliding in a home. Like okay. that, that was his elbow, which is really weird. Oh, he yeah. broke. Oh, he broke his, his elbow. elbow sliding in a home. It's, so, it's something, something like, new. I don't know how. I kept waiting for this dude does to, to break out, and he, I don't know. Yeah. So. Switching gears here, I'm looking at Charlie Blackman as my guy who's going to fall out of my list. I had him somewhat high on my list at number six, but um, Blackman had a very down year compared to his 2017 season when he slashed 331, 399, 601 with 1,000 OPS. Uh, what was that? Home OPS? <laughs> Couldn't tell you his splits. They're probably dog shit. No, but... I, I actually, I actually thought that's what... <laughs> no. This was this was his 2017 season. Oh my god. 331, 399, 601 slugging, a 1000 OPS for the season. He, I think he was pretty up there in MVP voting. He finished fifth. Um, but I mean, he still he scores a lot of runs. I mean, you're gonna get that coming out of the leadoff spot. But his hits were down. His doubles were down. His triples were down. Home runs down. RBIs down. Stolen bases down. Ooh. Strikeouts stayed the same. Walks were down. Um, I mean, yeah, it's his his defense seems to have gotten worse. He was at a negative two point seven defensive WAR last year. In twenty seventeen, he was at negative zero point two. Yeah, he's not not really known you're as not a really defender. Gonna get much out of him. So with him. With him aging and coming off of a very, very down year compared to his 2017 year, I just don't think he'll bounce back from that. And he'll probably stay somewhat the same or regress even more. So, yeah, I think he's going to be out of the top he's 10 He's most likely moving to left field, too, probably to combat that defensive issues that he's having in center field. It would be my guess, at least for them. So that's one thing that, with the aging, probably going to move him over to left field. But does anyone else have any thoughts about our top 10 list for center field? Or for, I think that's it. Do we want to touch on the best player in baseball real quick? Yeah, I really think no nobody's going to fucking surpass Trout ever. Um, it's not even close. It doesn't make could, sense how good he is. Like he it, could play half of a season and still have double the war of the guy behind him. Yeah. He just does everything. Like He does everything well. As Billy Bean once said, it's us, and then it's 50 feet of crap, and that's everybody <laughs> else underneath Mike Trout. A, it's, it's, it's a, good a very good way to put it. Um... I don't know how you, how you guys had Sally Marte. I had him at four. Uh, I had Marte at seven. I had him at seven. I had him at six. So I think middle, Kier- middle of the pack. I think Kiermaier is kind of an interesting guy. Did you did you guys have Malik Smith in your top ten? I did not. I also I left, had him at ten. I had him at ten as well. I left Kiermaier off my list as well. I was really close to having Malik Smith, but I just left him off. 
for Kiermaier and Jackie Bradley at the end for two really good defensive guys, but not as good offense. Was it was he in that um, Zunino trade? Who Smith? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He went. He went to them. That was the kind Mariners. of an interesting trade. It was. I'm, I'm surprised they did, but I mean, you can kind of see it with because they already have Kiermaier in center, who's a lockdown defender. They had Smith and yeah. So he'll start in center for the Mariners, then I imagine, right? Yeah, I would guess he should. So and then D Gordon to move back to second. Second, second yeah. yeah. With Cano going, so. And Segura. <laughs> and Cruz. They lost Cruz. Well, they, they traded J.P. Crawford. Pa- oh, Paxson. They, uh, they did get J.P. Crawford. They lost Edward Diaz. They're hoping they get his, his prospect stack. But, All right, um, let's move on to right field. All right, right field. Who you got as a guy you're looking forward to, Sammy? Uh, Let's see. I think Steven Piscotti is one of the more underrated players in the league. Of course you do. Um... <laughs> I liked him when he was on the Cardinals, and um, I think that was his second year with the A's this past year. I believe so. Yeah, he he had a really, he just had a solid year. He just hits the ball. No, he went to the A's this year. I was gonna say it was in the offseason, right? Oh, no, he, they traded him. No, they traded him right before deadline? his mom passed away. Yeah, today so it was from like over. right before the season started. No, it was during the season. Oh, it was I believe. Let's yeah. see. He yeah, that was his fir- that was his first year with the A's. Yeah, they traded him because they. His mom had ALS, and they knew she was kind of getting close to passing yeah. away, so they traded him with the A's. It was a, yeah, they, it was kind of like a fair mutual deal. Right, yeah. So he had, yeah, I mean, he, about a about a three-war season, he had a slash line of 267, 331, uh, 491. He almost slugged 500, and he plays in the Coliseum. Uh, he had 27 home runs, a 40, 41 doubles. He had a really underrated year. This guy doesn't really get talked about at all because it's the A's, and they just have a bunch of guys who... Not many guys in the A's ever get talked about. <laughs> it, it, they have they don't have one guy who's, you know, Mike Trout, but they have, like, five guys who can just hit the ball well. Right. And he's one of those guys. He's, he's not going to play gold glove outfield, but he's going to hit the ball well for you every yeah. year. Um, All right, Petey, who are you looking at? I've got... I've got Yelich. I've got him at two on my list, coming off of, honestly, one of the more impressive seasons that baseball has seen recently. Yeah, that was a really good year. Dude, you got to remember the deduction, though, for that Milwaukee Brewer thing. Yeah, well, so yeah, of a, course. That's a big difference. Of course, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a Mike Trout-like season. Oh, okay. No, he did have 1,000 OPS. Uh, 7.6 war player, 5.8 base running, 166 runs created plus. 326, 402, 598. His weighted on base was 422. Yeah, you could just tell he was just waiting to get out of that I shitty mean, park I, down in Miami. Like, it's ridiculous. And he's always been a good a, a good player. Yeah. He's always been a great hitter. I mean, you knew what you were getting out of him in Miami. He was going to hit right around 300. He was going to get on base. Um, he was going to, you know, he's going to be a good base runner. He's going to play pretty good defense for you. Or fair defense for you. But, I mean, just what he did this year was ridiculous and he and he only played 147 games so he missed a few games um but 36 home runs i mean his career high before that was 21 was was he their three hitter or was he did he lead off i i don't think I it mattered where they put. batted two and three for yeah them. i don't think i mean because kane let off kane, yeah, yeah, yeah and right, he right. and he stole 22 bases too so i mean this is really, i mean the, the the marlins got a good deal for him though that's a thing that's like, what uh, they it wasn't highway robbery at all. They said, here, we'll give you Yelich. Just give he's us like a... 26 years old when they traded him. Yeah, he's 27. He just turned 27. So, I mean, and 
And they were like, all right, just give us, you know, whatever you, you got. Just give us something. Just give us those new flavor of seeds br- you got. Give us Brinson and something else, and we'll give you Yelich. Like, give us a bride. An we'll, we'll amazing bride. contract. A phenomenal contract. <laughs> Seven years, 49.6. And he signed through he signed through 21. So, I mean, like... It, yeah. Just how the Marlins managed to turn four good players into one good prospect is just beyond me. But that, that's, a, that's a topic for another wor- day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's someone that I that I kind of look at. He really stands out. He, I mean, he might have been in my top ten before this year, but now he's up there. You know, I have him as second, so he really jumped up there. All right, someone I'm looking at is Brandon Nimmo. I have him fifth on my list, and he is basically from those New York Mets. Those New York Mets, baby. <laughs> Pour me a glass of that. LGM, cool. LGM. He has just shout out Pat really Riley. crushed the baseball. So. 2016, he kind of came up for a cup of coffee, did not really produce much. 2017, got off to a decent start and then Didn't got hurt. Didn't like the coffee. 2018, though, came back from injury to have a 404 on base, a 483 slugging, and a 4.5 war, which is pretty damn good. A consistent 15% walk rate, both in 2017 and 2018. So he gets on base, lowered his K rate a little bit. And going back to that hard hit percentage, it's been going up every year that he's been in the big leagues. Um, I mean, his trajectory right now is to, what, have a 400 on base and maybe a 500 slugging? Jeez. I'd take that from a 25, going to be 26-year-old. So he's someone to look out for this year. I think he could take an even bigger step forward this year. Um, He's not the best outfielder, but he's still got some speed and... I mean, I think he could lead off to the Mets this year with that 404 on base. He's so. one of those guys where the Mets need him to play well and stay healthy because Cespedes is still injured, and they need they need as much offense as they can get because that pitching will carry yeah. them looking, as far as they can go. They're looking to Nimmo and Conforto and like, all right, guys, let's, let's step it up to what we think you can do this year. Yeah, they just need to be – I mean – they can't be as bad offensively as they were last year. They just need to pick it up somewhat, and he's a guy that can do that. Yeah. All right, Tanner, who do you got? I'm looking at Mitch Haniger. Going into his age 28 season, um, Haniger last year slashed 285, 366, 493 with an OPS of 859. Um, 26 home runs, 93 RBIs, 38 doubles, uh, 157 games played, so pretty good. Uh, longevity and stamina from him. Um, I think he can build off of this year and continue to get on base, play somewhat above average defense. Uh, he had 12 assists last year with eight errors. Kind of want to cut down on the errors, but the assists, that's a good number. Um, does, does he steal bases? He had only eight stolen bases and two costly last year. I, I so. feel like he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He he could be. I, I I just think he's one of those guys where he's just going to hit the ball hard, it's going to fall, and you're just going to get average defense. But I think he can take another step forward in the batting average department, maybe bump it up to 295, somewhere around 300. Um, good on base and good slugging. So I think he's just a, a well-rounded player. The dude just flat-out rakes. And, you, I mean, we're talking about Harper a lot this offseason. The guy had a way better year than Harper did last year. Dude, I'm, I'm sticking by my opinion that Harper is overrated. I don't give a shit. That's now that's now on record. 
I, that's fine. He, he's kind of similar, but the dude, the dude hit 38 doubles last year. It was his first full season, and he yes. was, and he was he was 27. So I don't know really where this came from. What kind of contract is he on? Well, he's only been in the league for three years, so I would assume he has. He's pre. He's pre. Arb. Still, a, yeah. What? Pre. Arb. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean is. Uh, really he's he's, so he's, he's arbitration yeah. eligible in 2020, and he's a free agent in 2023. I mean, this guy this guy got MVP votes last year, so he's yeah. He kind of just jumped on the scene. Uh, he had a 6.1 WAR. Yeah, he had a he had a stupidly good. <laughs> he year just last came year. out of nowhere and got overshadowed by he's Mookie Betts in right field. I don't think he's going anywhere in the top ten. So yeah, no, I'm, that's I'm looking forward to watching him. Um, Sammy, what do you got for a guy who you think could jump into your top ten? Um, so or, I have... Or move up in your top ten. Yeah, so I have uh, Hunter Renfro, not Ooh. the crappy Clemson wide receiver, but the I San agree. Diego Padre. The future, the future Patriot. The San Diego Padre right fielder. I think he played, yeah, right, yeah. I think he mostly plays right. From Mississippi State. Um, This is kind of a guy that is known for his power and his uh, big arm. So... He had, he had around like a two point five WAR last year. Um, he's just a he's just a solid player. I think you're, what you're gonna see is that if he if he gets in, someone else is gonna have to have kind of a down year. But you know, I'm riding those Padres, baby. I know they're gonna be good, and Renfro's gonna be a little bit part of that. He'll probably hit around twenty five home runs, and he's just gonna be a solid right fielder. Yeah, when I first saw Renfro, I didn't really think it was a power threat, but then he kind of just changed my mind on that. So yeah, Hunter Renfro. He's he's kind of bulky. Like, yeah, he, he's he's built. They have a crowded outfield though. He's gonna they, have they some, do. some trouble uh, getting some time there. Baseball Reference does project him to have um, around 450 plate appearances. So he's so, still gonna be getting his share. Yeah. All right. So one guy I'm looking at that I don't have on my list that I definitely could have, Eloy Jimenez. I I think I had him at 10. So let's see. In 2018. In 456 play appearances between double A and triple A, Eloy Jimenez had a 384 on base. Dear God. A 575 slugging for a grand total of a 959 OPS. <laughs> Chicago Cubs, you fucked up. This kid is going to be an absolute stud. Wait, wait. So you admit that that was. that you don't like that trade? Is this a Quintana trade? Yeah. Looking at it now. <laughs> It does not look like a good trade. Well, they also gave up Cease. Yeah, we're not even mentioning that part. I mean, you get what? You got three years of control of Quintana. I get why they did it. I just hated the upside on Eloy. And this upside of 22 home runs and... And the one... In 100 games. And the one pitcher that we actually had in our system, Dylan Cease, who throws 100 miles an hour... I mean, I think everyone knows he's not. His defense is gonna be whatever subpar in right field. He doesn't need to be great. He's gonna hit the shit out of the ball. Right. And yeah. I think he's gonna be in the top ten next year for sure. I agree. Yeah, one guy I'm looking at is Gregory Polanco. Um, going into his age 27 season last year in 2018, he slashed 254, 340, 499 for an OPS of 840. That's probably his. Most well-rounded year. He had 23 home runs, 32 doubles, 81 RBIs. Um, he needs to cut down on the strikeouts. He had 117 with only 61 walks. 61 walks. That's decent. Um, he 
I feel like he has a pretty good arm in the outfield. 2015, he had 13 assists. 2016, he had 10. Last yeah, year, <laughs> last year he had. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's a decent. Last year he had eight. Um, so he plays pretty good at right field. Um, I just I I just think this will be the year that he increases his batting average while maintaining his slugging numbers and his on base. So. I think Gregor will probably. I have him at 10 right now. I think he can move up a couple of slots. All right, Petey, who do you think can I've got, uh, whether it be right field or left field, depending on what they are going to do with their outfield, I've got Kyle Tucker coming into the top 10. Yeah, baby! He, he's been widely he's been widely considered the best bat in his class. Mm-hmm. Better a, than Bregman? Maybe a Ted Lewis No, better than Bregman. And he's, and he's, you know, he's been considered one of the best bats in the minor leagues out of the top prospects. And so I think he came up last year and he sucked asshole. Okay. He he struggled. He struggled last year. Um, But no, I think he'll, I think he'll crack the top 10, whether it be in right or left field. And we're talking about a guy who in the minors just flat out raked. Like last year in AAA, 332, 400, 590. Oh, he's a three, four, five guy. I mean, yeah, that's bad. In single A, in A ball in 2016, 339, 435, 661. Not to mention he steals bases, too. I, right, I, I mean, he can run. No, he can run a little bit, too. In the minors, he, you know, he put together seasons with 14, 31. How old is 13, he, 23, 20. 22? He's 22. Yeah, so, I mean. Bright future ahead of him. He just turned 22, 23 days ago. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty confident to say so he's going to be moving Michael Brantley be, to first in DH a lot this year. Right, whether whether he goes in right or left. Well, Brantley had probably be, get fucking injured or he'll something. He'll be up this year, and I think I think he'll crack a top ten for one of those two positions. I think his bat's just too good. His bat's going to play. Um, he might not play that great defense, but he's but he's definitely going to he's going to hit the shit of the ball, and he'll be in there. All right, Sammy, get us started with who you see that maybe is on your list now that could fall off after this year. Um. I'm kind of worried about uh, Puig. He's um. That's who I got as he's well. He's on the the Reds now, and I said it was hitter's ballpark though. Yeah, that's true. He's that's, getting his. Uh, <laughs> that's he's, a good point. He's getting his old hitting coach too from the Dodgers. There. He kind of, he's kind of a wild card though. I mean, he is moving to Great American, and. You, uh, He's he's kind of he's kind of inconsistent though. Yeah, his first two years. It almost seems like one year he has like, like his rookie year. Obviously, he was three, amazing. Three twenty, three ninety, five thirty four for an OPS of nine twenty five and three hundred eighty two at bats. He definitely has a spurts where he gets yeah. really hot. Yeah, I, and he, I don't know if I think I assume he's gonna play every day, but oh, yeah, yeah. Right. but I know oh, he's yeah, had yeah. some. I know he's had some injury problems, and I could see I could see him falling out just by way of him being not consistent enough. So, I don't know. Since I'm with Sammy on Puig, I'll just add a couple more points. I think it all depends on his chasing of pitches, his play discipline, and his yeah. approach. So The wild horse is definitely a wild card. <laughs> he he doesn't play... He's only played one pretty... No, he's played two full seasons. But other than that, he's played under 130 games. So, if he can stay healthy, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he could have a really good year but if he if he doesn't he starts to struggle a little bit Puig is going to be Puig so. and we don't need to worry about the defense because he'll just throw somebody out 400 feet away from <laughs> home so alright Petey anybody you see uh, jumping out at you yeah I've got I've got Nick Markakis at 9 right now um, but he's a guy I could see falling out just I mean he's 35 um, 
So he's definitely he's definitely getting up there. He's coming off a really good year. He made his first All Star game this year. Um, hit two ninety seven. That was his first All Star game. Yeah, yep. surprisingly, he. I mean, he had a you could say a career year last year or pretty close to it. Um, which is good, but I just I don't know. I think age might catch up to him a little bit. Um, and I think with guys coming through, you know, younger guys coming through or guys that could maybe burst onto the scene a little bit. Um, I think he, I think he could maybe fall out of the top ten. I think he'll regress a little bit this year and kind of and kind of come back down um, as he keeps getting older. So that's a guy I could see falling out of the top ten. Yeah, I won't. Go ahead, Sammy. Um, I was just gonna say, I know he had a he had a really good first half, and that was why he made the the All Star team. Right. Yeah, that was why he made the All Star game. Yeah. But, um, so his his second half number, his first. Let's go over his first half numbers. He had an OPS of 877, and he was just hitting the absolute shit out of the ball. And in the second half, I think he you kind of started to see what he's going to become next year. Yeah, I think and, that's he, why. and he had he had 705 plate appearances, which is the most that he had since 2014. Yeah. He, so I think as he you know as he keeps getting more at bats, I think age is going to catch up to him a little bit. I, I think it did in the second half. Like the, the OPS of 701 in the second half is not really what you want to see out of. And who knows, he might not even play that much next year, depending on what the Braves do with exactly. their roster. Exactly. All right, one guy I'm looking at to maybe drop off my list, Andrew McCutcheon. Um, his on base is still there, 360 clip plus both the last two years. His slugging starting to to go down. He's nothing to nothing spectacular in the in the field anymore like he used to be. So it's just an aging guy where you're still going to get the on base. You're not going to get the same slugging from him. So I think with some some young talented guys kind of coming through the left field position. I think they could, or in the in the right field position, I think they could push him off the list. So that's just one guy I'm looking at there. And why don't we go ahead and move on to our starting pitchers for the 2019 season? Sammy, who is one guy you're looking at in 2019 to have a dominant year? Well, I already predicted Aaron Noah to win the NL Cy Young Award in 2019. So I'm, I'll talk a little bit about him. I have him at four on my list and surprisingly I feel like I've been talking about him for a couple of years now but last year was really his first year he was actually like lived his, up his, to his coming out party yeah so he was drafting the top 10 I think by the Phillies out of LSU and he last year was the first year he put it all together in terms of innings um and strikeouts and, and, and things like that and I think he just well okay he he did just miss the Cy Young, but that's because Degrom had an eight point eight war. Yeah, he had an unbelievable year. But um, I think he'll have another really solid year. He's still really young, so I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Garrett Cole. Um, Two hundred innings pitched last year, twelve point four Ks per nine with two point eight eight walks per nine. I, I mean, I mean, Jesus. He had a 6.3 war, 36% ground ball rate, but that's fine if he's just going to keep punching guys out with a 98 to 100 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, he's going to be playing for that so, contract. Yeah, and he, he's about to get paid. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Garrett Cole being another, to give it to him too. another bona fide stud for the Astros. Petey, who you got? So. Someone who crept onto my top ten this year, just signed a big deal with the Nationals, coming off a career year, Patrick Corbin. Ooh. Um, the lefty from the Diamondbacks. 
I just think I don't know. I just think he there's something about him that I just yeah. Really that's six point like. three WAR just is nice. Yeah, I mean he he had an amazing year last year. Three one five yeah. ERA, two point four seven FIP, um, eleven point oh seven Ks per nine. He he had a career year last year. He put it together last year. Um, he's twenty nine. He'll be he'll be he'll turn thirty during the season. Um, you know, a pretty fair ground ball rate, around fifty percent. Um, leaves about seventy five percent of the guys on base. He just he doesn't give up home runs. He gave up point oh point six eight home runs per nine last year. So he really doesn't let the ball leave the yard. Doesn't walk that many guys. He's in the strike zone. Um, and I just like what he has. I like the stuff that he has. Uh, for example, his um, I think his slider. His slider. His slider yeah. is one of the best pitches of anyone in baseball. Yeah, that's that's. I think. I think I heard a stat somewhere that read that his slider was the most um, effective pitch in baseball in, in terms of like OPS or uh, Wilbur or something like that. Fangraphs had it. Or no, no, no it was, most, it was the biggest rated, strikeout pitch. That's what it was. Fangraphs had it was the most rated 40, pitch in baseball. 41.3% rated as a pitch. That is disgusting. And he, and he throws it. And he throws it a shit ton. He throws it a lot. He, he, yeah. He works. He works at <laughs> his fastball a lot. That. How he gets um, outs. But yeah, he's got really nasty stuff, and I, I think he, I think he's gonna have a really good year for the Nationals. That's something too with the Nats as a three. They've always, they've always had um, Scherzer and Strasburg, but they never had that lefty. They never had a power yeah. lefty. They never they had a lefty to never had a power lefty, lefty. to complement. Um, I mean, those he, two. He throws like ninety. He throws like ninety-two average. So I mean, he can run it up a little bit. Um, but for example, his his slider value last year. His slider runs above average was twenty seven, <laughs> so I mean it's, it's seriously one of the best pitches in baseball, and I think he, I think he uses it really well. And it's actually interesting because when I was reading that stat about a slider, it was ahead of Chris Sale's slider. <laughs> yeah, he's thrown it more every year of his career. In two thousand twelve, his rookie year, he only threw it sixteen percent of the time. Yeah, now he throws it forty. Well, he probably, of the time. probably didn't know how to be a pitcher. So he, he really has time. learned to work off of that pitch. Pretty God, much. that national staff is disgusting. Imagine coming, imagine coming into um, Washington and just having to go against Scherzer, Strasburg. Three and games set, you got yeah. three of the best like, pitchers. Uh, the best good morning, good afternoon. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's something I'm looking at. God, that's just disgusting. All right, I'm going to take a look at the reigning AL Cy Young winner last year, Blake Snell, who... Yeah. I'm just all about these Rays. <laughs> well, I mean, he, I mean these are my he was Rays. T- Snell was 21-5. and five. He had a 1.89 ERA and 31 starts last year. My God. He was 21-5. Lowered his walk rate every year since he's been in the big yeah, leagues. Yeah, he really, he really is Bumped up his carry. Struck out 221 last year. I mean, his, his what, 90-mile-an-hour fastball, one of the best curveballs in the game, <laughs> dirty slider, throws the change up occasionally when he has to. I mean, I know wins and losses don't mean shit, but he was 21-5. Yeah, he... That's not, disgusting. Not to mention he's only... He's entering his 26th season. Oh, my God. He had a 4.6 war. So, I mean... Jeez, They're projecting him for even more Indians this year. He gets over 200 Indians. He's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball again. I don't know how high he's going to jump this list because there's a lot of good starting pitchers right now. But I mean, I could I, let's see. I have him currently on my list at eight. I could definitely see him moving up a couple spots. So I have I have him at eight. I had him. It's kind of sad he just won the Cy Young. I had a one eight nine ERA last yeah, year. Yeah, I had Snell at six. Yeah. But I mean, that's just a test to how good 
the starting pitchers are right now in the MLB. But all right, Sammy, who who do you see possibly sneak down to your list next year? Well, this is a guy that a lot of people probably already have in their top ten, but I'm looking at Trevor Bauer of the Cleveland Indians. I did not have him in my top ten. Yeah, I. Well, it's just so hard. There's so many good pitchers. Well, last year he actually last year he. I mean, he could have won the side. He dominated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he very easily could have won. It's it. unbelievable. It's all that. It's all that stuff and the velocity that you saw when he was young, but he actually he, put he it was together. just he was a thrower. He wasn't a pitcher. Right. He put it together finally for this for a. Got to stay year. away from those drones. So now he's one of the bigger analytical pitchers too. Yeah. Really dives into the data and looks at all that and takes that into account when he goes down to the mound. He's super data driven. I think. His dad's like an engineer, and he that went to he went he went to school. He, he's a smart dude, but he, I mean, his slider is disgusting. His two seam moves like Kluber's does. His also. overhand curveball too is dirty. It's he's got great stuff, and I would I I mean he you could argue that he's in top ten right now. You can argue he's the top five right now, but I think he'll definitely be a top ten pitcher next and, year. And he's always making like a new pitch for himself. He's always like <laughs> developing a new pitch. Just figure out a different way to grip the ball that just yeah. works. He just has to stay healthy, honestly. It's those drones. you got to stay away from them. Stay away from I'm them. looking at a guy who played a very pivotal role in the Red Sox World Series run, and that is David Price. I think he might sneak into the top ten. He's my guy. Um, he, Smart man. Not, not a lot of Ks per nine. I mean, it was, it was still at 9.05, but, I mean, I just think David Price is going to build off of that postseason momentum. Just because of how, like, ridiculed he was for his horrid, horrid postseason career up until this year, um, he had a ground ball rate of forty point one percent. Pretty good. Um, I just two hundred and seventeen million. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no one, no My one here, goodness. no one here is saying that was a smart move by the Red Sox because it clearly was fucking not. Nobody's worth that, but. The pitcher too, my goodness, thirty two, million a Two point seven WAR. I mean, he wasn't as dominant as he has been in previous years, but I think he'll take another step forward, carrying from that World Series momentum. He also he also got some velocity back last year. Yeah, he did. His arm was healthy, um, and you saw that velocity that he had with Detroit. Can't get carpal tunnel playing Fortnite though. Yeah, we gotta cut that out, Pete. Huh? <laughs> who do you who do you got, Pete? That you think can jump in? It's going to sound kind of crazy because he's probably in a lot of people's top 10 still. I've got Kershaw getting back into the top 10. <laughs> yeah, I have Kershaw at 10. I don't have him in my top 10 right now just because like there's so many starters that you, that need to be in here. Yeah. But I've got Kershaw getting back in. I think and he, he's been struggling with his health. He's 30 years old. Um, he's got a lot of miles on that arm. He turns 31 soon, so he'll be 31 during the season. But, like, even last year when he did pitch, he didn't have a bad year. No, he didn't. I mean, 161 innings, 8.65 Ks per nine, um, 273 ERA, 3.19 whip, or FIP, 3.5 war. So he still he still is very effective. And I know I know the thing with him right now is the drop in his velocity and, and whatnot. But I think, you know, I think it's something that he's not that worried about. He And he's talked about it. He said he's not that worried about it because – you know he trusts his stuff. He knows he can still get outs, and I and I believe that. I think he still does have some of the best stuff um, in the game, and I think I think he'll get back in the top ten. I think he'll be healthy this year, and um, I think he'll have a really good year, like we're used to seeing. Yeah. So his average 
Fastball for his career is ninety three point seven, and last year it was like eighty seven. Last year it was ninety one point four. So oh, really? he's down a couple miles an hour. He, at it in his prime. His whole career has been his prime. But like he got up to about ninety four miles an hour on his fastball. So he's not so. I worry a little bit about that, but he's still Clayton Kershaw. Just, he wasn't. Much of that is affected by his back injuries too. Like you use your back a lot when you pitch, right, and, and that's what he's been struggling with. The past he, and years. I think that's probably a by. I think the velocity might be a byproduct of him having trouble with his back. Hopefully, it is. Right. I don't remember him throwing all that hard uh, in the World Series. I think it was like eighty-eight. When he when he wanted it, he could still get it, but I it just wasn't. And it wasn't there consistently, but I think he, I think he's healthy now, and I think he'll, I think he'll be good. What's so funny about this is that we're talking about Kershaw One of the best on the back end of his career, having like cracking the top ten. He he just had a two seven three ERA. Like his his career ERA is like two three, and it's and he had a, he had a quote unquote bad year at two seven three. All right, one guy I am looking forward to. I'm surprised I don't have him, honestly, in my top ten. Well, actually, I do because injury history. But Noah Syndergaard, just some of the best pure stuff in all of baseball. And, I mean, if he stays healthy, can we agree he can be a top three pitcher in baseball? Yeah, I agree. No, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, his stuff is just absolutely filthy. And knowing, I mean, 100 mile-an-hour fastballs. 98 mile an hour slider, slider. Like, what? 98 mile an hour sinker. Just a 6'6", 260 pound. He's a superhero. Just mammoth. Just, just throw the sink slide combination <laughs> all the time, all day, and just get out. You know, just stay we, healthy. We've been saying this, buddy, but just, just please stay healthy. Just give us a full year of dominance, and he could be in my top 10. All right, what are we, moving on to relievers? Or yeah, anybody else have anything to say? Well, since we're, since we're talking about him... He's actually a guy that I had maybe falling out of my top ten. Mm-hmm. I had him at eight, and the only the only reason is health related. Um, plus, I mean, there's you, there's guys that seem to just come in here every like Blake Snell. Yeah, he wasn't in there last year. Right. I mean, it's there's very, guys. There's guys that can come in here. There's and, a lot of turnover in this department because yeah, there's so many good pitchers. Exactly. So he's a guy. If I had to choose out of my top ten, I mean, I'm not going to take Scherzer to ground sale, Verlander, Kluber out of my top ten. I'm just not going to do that. I actually, for a guy that I think could um, make his way out of the top ten, I said Verlander, and that would be because of age, too. Yeah. I think. yeah. But he, but has, he doesn't get worse. Has, dude, I know. No, okay. Guys, I have him at six. I have him at five. I have him at four. four. But, like... <laughs> he had his highest caper nine last year. We, we had... <laughs> The Houston Astros. But when is, it, when, is, when is the decline going to happen, LJ? Never. Apparently never. 6.8 war. All right. We, we can just talk about pitch, starting pitches okay, all day. One, Let's one just... more question for Sammy, though. Sammy, what are the percent chances the next year in your top 10 that Forrest Whitley is in that top 10? <laughs> I mean, if he throws over 100 innings this year and impresses us, 50. 60% chance he's Jeez. <laughs> He's got some good... He better be lights okay, out okay. there. No, no, no. No, seriously. What if, what if he throws, like, 120 20 innings eight. with, like, 11 K per nine? Like a 3-2 or Yeah, he'll probably walk some batters, but I don't think he'll give up a ton of home runs. And then and then he goes into his sophomore year. Well, he throws, like, 100, right? 
Yeah. So he's basically Thor Jr. Yeah, he no, he is. He's like six, six foot let's, seven. Let's just wait till he gets up and ooh and ah over him. Yeah, I, I, agree. I Th- agree. There's plenty of young guys that we can do that about. Let, let's move on to the relievers, though, for 2019. At least my thinking with the relievers, I think they're always very unpredictable from year to year. You always got your staples that are going to be good, but there's a lot of turnover, a lot of guys that yeah. can be good one year and just lose it the next year. So who do we got as... Is some of the the mainstays that we see as being pretty good this year? I mean, I think you I think you have to have Kimbrel, Trinan, Diaz, Hater. Yeah, I think that has to be the top four. One guy I will say I'm looking forward to watching is Jose Leclerc with the Rangers. He had 57 and two thirds innings with a 13.27 K per nine and 3.9 walks per nine with a 0.16 home runs per nine, and he left 71.2 percent of runners on base. And he had a 2.5 war, which was good for fourth, only behind Trinan Diaz and Hader. Wait, did you say 0.16 home runs per nine? Yes. So what was that? Like in one home run? Two home Texas. runs? <laughs> in 57 and two-thirds innings, he has a 0.16 home run per nine. Crap. I've, I've got three Yankees in my top ten. Five, six, and seven. Is that going to be Chapman? Adovino, Chapman, Batansis. Adovinsky. Batansis. Botanical Gardens. One guy I think that could really take a step this year, Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals. He was in my top ten. I mean, he didn't make my – my top ten was a little wishy-washy, but he wasn't in my my top-ish. But, I mean, he could, what, throws 100 at a single? 102. Like, that's – Stupid. That's absolutely – I think he – not walk as many you, guys. You can't pay me. You couldn't pay me to get in the box against him. <laughs> you can't. Especially, and he's he looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah, isn't you he massive? You cannot pay me to yeah, he, stand in the box and let him throw fastballs at me because he like doesn't know where yeah. it's going. He has no idea where it's going, and it, that and that scares me. But the me thing a about lot. him is he's like twenty one. Right. Which I mean, it's gonna get better, but did he? He said he wants to hit a hundred five this year. I don't know how anyone. Confidently gets in the box. Well, he hit 102 with, with, with sink on it. So. Yeah, no, I know. He said he wants to hit. A, he said. He said. I, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this, but he might have said, "Yeah, I, I think I can hit 105 pretty easily." <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he exploded Yachty's left nut. Oh God! Like 105 fucking miles an hour. The strikeouts were not there, which is really weird. It's because he, wa- he walked. Up I think you're right. I don't think he really. He, he he's really, a he's a he thrower. Had, he's like the Hulk, where he doesn't he like he doesn't know how to control his own power. So like, if he learns to like pitch and know where the ball ball's going, then I think he, he can be, be like a lockdown reliever. reliever. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know how you can say you because the righty lefty matchup doesn't even matter at that point. I mean, not when your like, ball moves that it's much. It's not like when you're gonna think the ball's gonna hit you in the head. If Velocity you're lefty. beats a matchup every time, <laughs> and then the ball's gonna be right down the middle. I mean, it's. Up. He had 77 innings, 8.11K per nine, and a 5.21 walk per nine. Oh my like, that is just not what you would expect from someone who throws 102. He's like, he's like Randy Johnson in his early years. He, he just He's effectively wild, where he yeah. doesn't really know where it's going. Well, he just scares the shit out of people. <laughs> exactly. people, people it's a very uncomfortable bat, so it works. I saw a three-pitch at-bat last year against Ozzy Albies, who's a lefty. He made him look stupid. I, I, know which, most, I know which at-bat you're talking the about. The most too. uncomfortable at-bat a hitter has ever looked since Randy jo- since uh, John Crook. Crook, yeah. <laughs> Johnson Gelsar game. That's how uncomfortable it was. Or Daniel Murphy against Josh Hader. That was also or Kiki Hernandez one. against Chris Sale. 
Like right. in in high, I just want to throw one more thing out there. In high A for Hicks in 2017, he had 27 innings pitched only, but he had a 10.67 K per nine and a two walk per nine. So like if you can get that from him, mm-hmm. he will be a top five reliever in baseball. I think you'll see his K per nine upwards of like 14 at one point in his career. Yeah, like, I, I would like agree. soon too. I would yeah. agree with that. All right, two more guys I want to touch on real quick because I got to talk about my Rays: Jose Alvarado and um, Diego Castilla, righty and lefty. Both throw 100. Both were used as an opener last year. Um, Alvarado had like a two-ish war last year. They are both absolute studs. They're going to be anchoring the the opener roles and the closing roles for the Rays this year. Both throw 100, both studs. I said throw that out there. Don't they have – are those guys their prospects that are coming up or they already had they, – They were up last year. Okay. Because – I know they had prospects that were supposed to be part of this opener situation. Yeah, but they they have a that, lot that of, might be them. A lot of options on their hands. So. They anyone, anyone else want to touch on some of the relievers? Or are we gonna be good? I think we're good. I just think Trinan's a dog, so that's yeah. I mean, I, he's top three. I think everybody's yeah list. Yeah. I think you're gonna see the same stuff on Edwin Diaz that he had in Seattle with the Mets. Yeah, if, yeah, not, so. if not better stuff, honestly. Oh, I can see I that happening. That'll do it. Stay tuned for the next episode. Ring, do you hear me calling? Ain't no way, no drive. Do you hear me calling? Do you hear me calling? Ain't no way, no drive. Got a fire in love. Do you hear me calling? Just like a blunt of OG 